Welcome to Girlfriend Let's Talk, the podcast designed for you, a space to have girl chats where we can talk about all things womanhood to Christian life. From what we survive to what we need to succeed, we can share our stories helping each other through all the highs and the lows. We help, we love. Girl, let's talk with your host, Reva Hartz. Today we have Yolanda D. Mercer of Riley, North Carolina. She is a lover of ministry, consulting, and coaching individuals to discover their hidden gifts. As a licensed educator, counselor, and minister, it is her passion to empower others. She is just a girl from a small town with a big dream, and she's asking us to dream with her. Thank you for having me. I'm just <laughs> so excited. Like I tell people all the time, literally in the midst of the quarantine and the pandemic that's when all of this was birthed like I am such an introvert like when I tell you that I'm so quiet even when I go to my parents house they don't even know I'm there unless they see me walk through the door welcome and again how are you today I'm doing great Yolanda she first of all she is an educator do you teach college elementary middle school I used to teach high school science. And then I went back to school to become a counselor. So since then, I've been counseling at universities and just working in higher ed. And so on top of that, y'all beloved, (laughs) she is also an author of a few books. The one that I have been reading, I actually started reading this. So what is about the second? It was about the second week of December. I started reading this book, Breaking Up With Comparison. And when I tell you this book has blessed me, first I saw it was like, ouch. <laughs> <laughs> just stepping on your toes a little bit. <laughs> and then I just was like, this will be a great conversation for us to have, to talk about. Comparison is such a nasty little devil. Ooh, yes. And I would like to ask you, have you had a personal story, experience with comparison? Most definitely. I think my first experience with comparison was right after college because my classmates, they was just the bomb. Like my friends, they graduated from college and they were like Valley Victorians and they had these six-figure job offers right after graduation. They were getting married. And so that was just not my testimony. (laughs) And so when I began to see their lives blossom so quickly and me considering myself to be a late bloomer in life, it really put me down that path of comparing my process to their process. And so instead of focusing on God's plan for me, I was focusing on God's plan for them. And I feel as though when you begin to compare your process to somebody else's process, then you really dishonor God's plan for your own life because he is the one that created that plan. So who am I to dishonor or try to negotiate the plan that he has that is signature for me? And so most definitely that experience really allowed me to see like, Those things are for them, but what God has for me is for me. I like what you highlighted, the fact that you were a late bloomer. For those that are listening, 
Can you just share what does that mean, being a late bloomer? To me, being a late bloomer just means in your perception, your timetable is not moving as rapidly as other people's timetable. And so to me, it's another enemy, just like comparison, because you began to, again, try to negotiate the timetable and the schedule of God. And we have to be aware that we are living according to Chrono's time and he is living according to Cairo's time. So there's no way for us to compare our timings. But that is what being a late bloomer is when you have fixated in your mind that you are behind. And that's not the case. You know, you are not behind. You do not miss God. God did not forget you. A lot of times we are just being hidden. And I think people negate that moment of just being hidden and allowing God to prepare Mm. you and allowing God to equip you and give you capacity. Because how could I prepare to become anything that I don't even have the capacity for? I have to be hidden. And how hard is it to be hidden when you live in a time, especially in the midst of this pandemic, where you hear nothing but this is the time, it's the time, this is the time. I mean, you have to know your identity and who you are in God and what he has for you and who he has for you. Because a lot of times it's not the oil, it's the soul. It's not that it's you and that you are doing anything wrong, but not everybody is for you and not every season is for you. And so we really have to stop going into doors just because it's easy access or just because everybody else is seemingly progressing. But we really have to be cognizant of the discernment between a door of convenience and a door of calling. You know, a lot of things we may be good at, but it may not be the timing or a lot of things we may be good at, we may not be called to do in the ministry or the marketplace. And so during that time of being hidden, we are creating our identities and we are developing what the actual plan that God has for our lives. And we are also being protected because all of that greatness is there. A lot of times he hides our greatness so that it's not revealed prematurely to people who are not ready for it. Some people are not ready to see your greatness prematurely because they may attempt to sabotage it or they may attempt to take the credit for it. And so it's up to us to really come out of the cave of our past thoughts or our old mindsets and realize that, you know, ministry is not in a box. If I'm helping somebody, then I'm ministering. If I'm encouraging somebody, then I'm ministering in some way and finding my identity and who I'm actually called for so that when I do get that platform, I have the same power, just a different platform. Wow, that is so good. And so again, you guys, We're talking about breaking up with comparison. Her chapter in her book is talking about identity theft. So in her book, she says, comparison affects your identity because it snatches off your fingerprint on the masterpiece called you. The Bible states, for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he's planned for us long ago. How does it feel to be God's masterpiece? What does this even mean? 
To me, being God's masterpiece means that I have the actual understanding that he chose me, he set me apart, he constructed my entire history, my agony and my history, made me the appropriate candidate to prepare my heart to minister to a certain area And there is a tribe of people that my agony and my history has qualified me for. You know, a lot of times our agony qualifies us for our assignments. And when I can say I'm his masterpiece, it's all things. All things work together for the good, not just the good things about me, but the bad things that have happened to me, my challenges and my hardships. A lot of times our challenges take us to places we would not go on our own. And so we have to really take into part all of these components when it comes to being his masterpiece. I think that's why a lot of people love abstract art, because It does not have to fit your perception. When God looks at me, even though you may see a different version, he doesn't see a distorted version of me. He sees me as his masterpiece, something that he created in his image. And that's what we should be striving to be every day and not focused on comparing ourselves to other people, but comparing ourselves to God, who is the ultimate image of who we should be like. I struggle with comparison and I was a team mom, of course, was taking me out the race. I was just like, okay, I don't measure up anymore. I don't this, I don't that. How do comparison show up in people's lives? What do it look like? I say comparison shows up a lot of times when we are not secure in what we are doing ourselves, uh, especially when we are actually putting forth an effort and we have talked ourselves into believing that, you know, we are not experts or we are not capable or someone else knows more than us or someone else has more than us. This is when comparison can really begin to lurk its head. I mean, even most recently, last month, it was right before I had done my very first event ever. And somebody had posted like, oh my God, this is my first event. And literally in a day, a hundred people have registered. And I was just like, what? Oh my God, I'm about to do my event. Is a hundred people going to register for me? Like all of these thoughts, of course, begin to pop in your head. Like, me, me, me. look at this person. What are they doing? They're doing their first event too. And a hundred people already registered. Are 100 people going to register for your event? And so you begin to compare yourself immediately. And of course, we kind of sling this term around imposter syndrome. But imposter syndrome is very relevant when it comes to people that are trying to be experts and create services for other people uh, because imposter syndrome makes you believe that you are not an expert and that people do have more information than you or more resources than you or know more than you. And so you have to tell yourself, you know, I am an expert, you know, I am capable, I am well able, and I am not an imposter. But this is something that he has truly called me to do. And so 
That is exactly what comparison looks like when you start to focus on somebody else's process and not your own. I mean, I love the story of Esau and how he was comparing himself to his brother. And it was his mom that really realized like, wait, we're so focused on this process. Well, we should be focused on his promise. I know what God said. God said you are to have this birthright. So no matter what comparison tries to do, I'm looking at the promise. And that's what we have to do. We have to focus our eyes on the promise. And I think a lot of times God will leave that promise in the foreshadow of our minds so that we don't talk ourselves out of it. Amen. That was so good. I love that story because I think a lot of times even In our day and time, we have to know that there is a difference between blessings of endowment and blessings of entitlement. He was entitled to the birthright, but it was Jacob that was endowed for the birthright. God told him this was for him. So Mm -hmm. when God sanctions something over your life, you cannot allow comparison to talk you out of that. Just because you are uncertain and just because you may be a little fearful of what other people are doing. But when I can keep my eyes and keep my sights on what God is doing in my life, then this helps me show up a little bit differently. Like I said before, I love the story of David and I definitely resonate with that story because, you know, his brothers did often compare themselves to him, thinking that they were better than him. And then as he began to grow and God set him apart and called him, he had to know for himself, like, I'm not my brothers. I am not Saul. I am David. And I have to learn how to stand in what God has called me to do. And even though they had this dinner and they did not invite him, they couldn't get started until he showed up. And so this is the mindset we have to have is that, no, my name may not be on the guest list, but it's certainly on the menu. This is my party. This is my season. God has called me to this and I'm not going to let comparison talk me out of my promise. Wow. Oh, my God. I hope you guys are enjoying this because I know (laughs) I am. How do social events or platform comparison impacts a woman's self-esteem? I think it greatly impacts a woman's self-esteem because we began to look at the platform as a reward instead of a vehicle. And the platform is supposed to take us somewhere. The platform is supposed to give us a certain bit of exposure so that God can get the glory ultimately. I mean, that's what a gift is. People think that a gift is a skill, but a gift is when the Holy Spirit utilizes you in a way that you would not be able to and it's for the upbuilding of the kingdom it's not even for yourself so when you are constantly looking at images then of course this creates this spirit of comparison because a lot of times these images are just a mirage of appearances Mm -hmm. you don't know what people are actually going through you Mm -hmm. don't know what people actually have And what people don't have. And so a lot of times these mirages can really create fantasies that are not consistent with the facts. 
We have to know for ourselves that just because I see this image, it does not mean that it is true. And so we really do have to guard our eye gates when it comes to constantly looking at social media. Sometimes we need a break and we need to put that phone down and put that iPad down, put that MacBook down and stop looking at these images, especially when we see the consistency effects that it's having on our thoughts, on our self-esteem, on our personal image. Because when we can shift what our eyes are intaking and what our eyes are really filtering, then we can shift what is being placed in our spirit and closing that door to the spirit of comparison. So good. Closing the door to the spirit of comparison. Mm -hmm. Talk about imitation, the greatest form of flattery. Mm -hmm. You say imitation is the greatest form of flattery, but the worst (laughs) form of comparison. When we find ourselves imitating, we convince ourselves of our own inadequacy. My God, we have accepted so many lies. Mm -hmm. It's telling yourself that what you have inside of you is inadequate. So I really love that chapter. I love that chapter too, because really and truly, when you start to emulate others, you alienate God. You alienate the only person and the only opinion that actually matters. So it's not our job to become replicas instead of protégés. It's my job to, of course, like I said, for being the image of Christ, but also it's okay, like you said, to have people that you glean from and to have people that you want to learn from. That's what he has created and placed people in our lives for. But when it gets to the point where our decisions are dictated by other people's directions, then that's where we have an issue because our full and total direction should come from God, not other people's opinions and not what other people's assignments are. We really have to stop grooming ourselves for assignments that don't belong to us. These are not our assignments. So we cannot pick them up as if they are our assignments. And that is very key to me when it comes to knowing who you are, knowing whose you are, and what you're actually assigned to. Do you think that comparing is a learned behavior? I do think it's a learned behavior and a mindset. I think it's a learned behavior because a lot of times we even do it in our own families. We're like, oh, you just like your mama or you just like your daddy or everybody in our family do this. <laughs> so you ain't going to never be able to do nothing else too. And so we link ourselves with these generational curses and these things that have occurred with our ancestors of comparing ourselves to them. And that's really something that we really have to cut at the root and not allow comparison, even in our own families, to wreak havoc in our lives. What I went through is not what my daughter would have to go through. What my mom went through is not what I would have to go through. 
because I've taken the time to really break that curse and allow my legacy to be built in a totally different way. So yes, I really do think that comparison is a learned behavior. Uh, One of my favorite stories is Cornelius and Peter, because he had a learned behavior. All of his life, he was told that Gentiles were dirty and that they were unclean. And so he began to compare himself to them. Like, I am so much better than y'all and y'all are not on my level. And at the end of the day, he didn't even know that God was utilizing Cornelius for his blessing. And a lot of times God is not going to always use what you're comfortable with. Sometimes he's going to use what you might reject. And a lot of times you could be hungry for something. And then when God sends it, you reject it because your hunger wasn't even enough to make you think beyond your own comparisons. Mm -hmm. And so we really have to set ourselves free from these mindsets and from this learned behavior. Can you Tell us about your business, your coaching. Like I said, my business and my ministry were simultaneously birthed during the quarantine. And it was really birthed after I received a prophetic word from my pastor saying it was time for me to come out of the cave and that I would no longer be hidden, but I would be highlighted. And I did not wait for that word to just fall from the sky. I actually took the time to do little things. I didn't know what God had for me to do, but I knew that when he said it, I was going to be ready. I think a lot of times we have to realize it's a difference between a revealed word and a release word. He can reveal a word to you, but until there is some movement, he's not going to release that. You know, he said the steps of a good man are ordered, but the key word is steps. So I have to have some type of movement. And so being able to really shift in this season of the pandemic and start this business and, you know, began this ministry has really been a blessing. Um, And so what I do is I'm a life coach and I offer online school called Gift Institute. And it's where I help individuals, women and men, discover their gifts, grow in their gifts and really demonstrate their gifts. Because a lot of times we think of them as just being skills, but the Holy Spirit literally embodies himself within us and our personalities, everything, so that we can orchestrate everything that he has for our lives in a way that we wouldn't be able to do without him for the upbuilding of the kingdom. And Mm. so that has just been such a passion of mine is to pour into people so they realize what their gifts are. So coming up in January, I'm kicking it off January the 5th, I'll be doing No Caves. And No Caves is just a program where I will just allow women to really take the opportunity to come out of the cave for this new year of 2021. If you are trying to build better relationships, if you are trying to write that book or start that ministry or go down a new career path, lose weight, I don't care what you're trying to do for the new year. I want to be a part of it and pour it into you and really pushing you to whatever goal or purpose is in your path. And so I'm really excited about that. We just ended the year with Girl, Wash Your Hands and washing your hands of every single thing that no longer serves you. And so I'm just excited about what God has for all of us with this new year and really lifting our expectations and what God is going to do in our lives. Please let us know how we can connect to you on the social media networks, 
You can contact me on every social media platform at Yolanda D. Mercer. Social media as far as Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and YouTube. They're all at Yolanda D. Mercer. And now we have our new social media platform, Clubhouse. Yes. And it's the same at Yolanda D. Mercer. Uh, my website is YolandaDMercer.com. There you can sign up for all these amazing programs and really walk into this year of 2021 just on the right track and ready to show the enemy that you ain't never scared. Okay, y'all. You ain't <laughs> never scared. <laughs> So I just want to close this out with posing some questions to our listeners. Have you ever experienced that feeling of becoming smaller and smaller as you started comparing yourself to someone else? Maybe it felt more like a critical voice growing inside of you and listing all the things you're not as good at. Comparing ourselves to others can have a negative impact on your self-esteem and change our perception of our identity our job, our relationships, and our entire life. So today, I hope that listening to this podcast has brought you some insight, maybe giving you some hope and giving you some direction on what way to turn to get help for that. And as we end this podcast, Coach and Minister Yolanda Mercer, the floor is yours. Yes, I would just say be encouraged and lift your expectations. A lot of times when we lower our expectations, then we limit God's execution. He wants to do so much for us. So don't put limits on him just because you get a little discouraged, just because things may not go the perfect way that you want it to go. Be confident in God's plan for you and he'll do the rest. I appreciate you rocking with me. Yes, definitely. We love you guys. And until next time, be great. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of Girlfriend Let's Talk, powered by My Story, the magazine. Stay connected with us directly through our website, www.mystorythemagazine.com. You can also join the discussion on Instagram and Facebook at at mystorythemagazine. If you would like to share your story or like to speak with us, please send us an email through hello at mystorythemagazine.com. And as always, thank you for having Girl Chat with us. Until next time, girl, go be great.